I'm Dawn. And I'm Tracy. And we are Real Women. Hello, Dawn. Good afternoon, Tracy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. Um, yeah, you missed a, missed a couple of episodes, but um, yeah, getting there. And some stuff going on in the news last week, as this is aired, this week as we're talking about it. Um, so I thought it'd make a good little chat for us on the podcast, and it's the PPE scandal. So I don't watch news, so fill me in. Give me the highlights, what's going on with another, let me say, PPE bloody scandal. Yeah, COVID, PPE. So um, obviously I'm not an expert in it, so it's bits I've read, bits that have popped up. But effectively, Michelle Moan, Baroness Moan, who I've always admired what she did with her, her business with the bras and everything, but effectively what happened during COVID, and it's all hitting the news now, is there was a company won a contract to supply PPE equipment to the hospitals, the NHS, etc. And this was like a £200 million contract. We are not talking peanuts. And upshot is, is the... The family themselves, so Michelle Moan, her husband, etc., are going to benefit from about 60 million. Apparently, it's in the news, so we don't know if it's true. Um, but they're going to benefit from 60 million of this PP MedPro scandal, which was a 200 million contract. And the reason that got in front of the government was because as a baroness, Baroness Moan, by all accounts, actually brought that into the government. So you know, there's this question around, was that an abuse of her position in the Lords? And then what happened, uh, they've now had certain assets frozen. So um, houses on the Isle of Wight, uh, banks, bank money. This came out on the news um, yesterday. So as this goes out about five days ago, that some of um, Michelle Moans and her husband's assets that were linked to this MedPro, they've been like effectively frozen or seized. They've still got other funds coming in and other business ventures that have nothing to do with this. But the ones that link to this MedPro scandal are effectively now because it's under investigation, they can't effectively touch or grab those assets. So what what is the actual scandal? So what are they under investigation for? So it, it's multifaceted from what I can gather. Is One is this company got a £200 million contract of which £60 million of profits, whatever, actually directly, um, directly go, if you like, to Michelle, her husband's personal business finances. So of this big contract, they stand to actually benefit from a big chunk of it. That company's contract only got in front of the government because as a member of the Lord, she effectively got it on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And and then what's the other part of the scandal? What, so the what's... other part of the scandal that then comes through is the PP equipment that this MedPro company supplied was substandard. So the oh. government is already going, because um, obviously it's got a bottomless pit of 
this could get us in trouble. They've got a bottomless pit of frigging taxpayers' money to take them to court, but they're now taking that company to court because basically they didn't supply what they said they were going to supply in the contract. So that's number two. Point three that has come out of this is because of the substandard PPE, we now have got a lot of health professionals who aren't working, can't work because they've got long COVID. So there's three facets to this. Um, Baroness Moan has now took leave of absence from the Lord. She may leave the UK. Uh, they're now selling yachts and properties, her and her husband. Her husband's quite a wealthy man anyway. Um, you know, <laughs> after the PPE deal, um, they went out purchasing yachts, jets, racehorses, the whole frigging lot. Um, and so, 70 million of the contracts were taken offshore to try and stop anybody coming after them. Now, okay. I will, I will clarify this is stuff I've heard read in the news. I am not saying this is all true, but the partners of MedPro were set to make a hundred million pounds of profit off the taxpayer, and this all got on the table in the when we needed PPE at its height because she was a lord. That is the underlying thing. That got on the table, provided loads of profit, resulted in substandard equipment from the company that supplied it, has now led to doctors looking at suing the NHS because they've got long COVID, all because a member of the lords was allowed to abuse their power and put this onto the table. So through, I mean, I don't watch the news. However, obviously through lockdown, um, from an industry point of view, sitting in a leadership position, we, I, in my position, was um, at very least expected to keep up to date with um, rules and regulations about us opening and closing and, and, and all the rest of it. So throughout lockdown, um, I, I watched uh, related stuff so that we knew where we were as an industry. And one evening very late, 11 o'clock at night, something like that. It was quite late. I had the House of Lords live on and uh, it was virtually empty. There were, it was live. It was really, it was nearly midnight. It was, it was very late at night and I happened to catch it. Do not remember the names of the people who were talking, but there was a, a Lord from the Conservative Party talking and a lady, a Baroness stood up and I couldn't get my breath that they had the whole debate. This woman absolutely went in on their Lord. She was a lady, you know, a Baroness, basically saying, we know that MPs and people in government got contracts to do with the PPE, that it was a right royal balls up. That's my yeah. word, not, but let's just shorten it to that. And her whole point of this was, should we make it um, mandatory that when somebody from government um, gets the contract through the door with somebody who they know or recommended or whatever, that that it's mandatory that they have to declare if they've got any invested interest themselves? Exactly. And this fits in with our law. So let's put this into context. And I am going to read out the headlines from The Guardian just so that, you know, this is not necessarily just about this situation but when the hell is the covid backlash going to end 
there are other areas that do not make sense. So if you look at the estate agents business, it is regulated that if a buyer brings a property to your estate agency and you decide to buy it or you work for the estate agency that has it, you have to declare that you work for the estate agent that's acting as the the vendor's agent. That has to be declared by regulation. So how come when it comes to government contracts that taxpayer money ultimately pays for, why is it the conflicts of interest similar on bigger or smaller scales to that regulation area is not regulated. It's it's insane. But I couldn't, I was absolutely fixated. I couldn't get my breath and I was sat there witnessing them debating this. So we know that under no, there's no illusion, they knew that, that those kind of backdoor deals were happening. Yeah. By now during, I mean, I wouldn't even remember the month. I probably posted about it at the time. But there'd been some scandal in terms of inefficiency and under-ordering, over-ordering, PPE not being right. So they knew they'd ballsed it up and uh, spent millions more than what they should have done and too late and all the rest of it. And they were having this full-blown debate. So I'm like, the lords and ladies, the barons and baronesses, the government, know entirely the shit show that happened. They know that people are getting deals in through the back door that they're personally making money from, even when the deals were inadequately um, serviced. And and when this woman absolutely whopped it to the guy, he didn't deny to talk. I, don't quote me, but his sentence was something like, um, we know mistakes were made or something like yeah. that, right? And and I'm watching it, and and they just, they just, and and ever since then, I'm waiting for somebody to say they have made it mandatory for people in government to declare if they've got invested interest. It's never going to happen, and but it needs and, to. It really does need doing, and and clearly by the fact that it was such a such a passionate plea from this particular lady. Um, There are people in government who don't agree with it. So the question that I have is, why are they not making it mandatory? I know, and it doesn't make sense because so many other areas are regulated. But to put this into a space where this is not an attack on a specific individual, yeah, This story came out at the end of 2022 that this had happened. The reason it's back in the news is because the banks have now frozen some of the assets specifically of um, Moan and her husband and their family linked to this. There's no mention in the news that anybody else's assets have been frozen. And the thing to bear in mind, this and it's back in the news because of the freezing of the assets, because there is the ability that if assets have been gained immorally, illegally, etc., those assets can be frozen or seized, right? Froze, so seized, whatever you say. So what came up as headlines back in 2022 was this, because what also pisses me off, because I had a a big amount of respect for what, what Michelle Moan did when she built her business, when she first came to prevalence years and years ago with the bra industry, One, why is it only those two people getting attacked? 
they are not the, as far as I can read from the news, they are not the only shareholders and beneficiaries of MedPro. Why have none of the government officials that signed these frigging agreements suddenly getting through, taken through the bloody loop? Because, you know, you've got a baroness and that's probably why she is now personally being brought as the main antagonist when that's not the case. Um, but why is she, you know, she's being like the only one because she was the baroness. But there's so many other people involved that are benefiting or have let this conflict of interest go forward. What about all the government people that surely they knew that this had something to do with the Baroness. But here is the list of bullet points from The Guardian in 2022, just to put some background on this and also make it that our opinions are not about whether they've done wrong, but it's about everything behind it. Should this kind of behaviour be allowed? And obviously what's come out in the last week um, about doctors now suing for substandard PPE, and where else is this happening? So in 2022, this is what The Guardian put as the, the bullet point headline on the full story of the Michelle Moan PPE scandal. It is not the Michelle Moan PPE scandal. That is wrong. It is unfair on that person. There's more than her involved in this scandal. So that pees me off to start with. PPE MedPro and partners made as much as 100 million profits. At least 70 million from PP Medro contracts were taken offshore. A small electronics firm were behind the supply of gowns for the NHS. In brackets, my comment, what the fuck? That's like saying that you're going to let a baked bean manufacturer be in charge of incubators. Come on, folks. Jet, yacht and racehorse purchased after the PPE deal. In brackets, my comment, so what? That could be from other business interests. Next bullet point, Tory peer and husband now selling yacht and properties. Final bullet point on that story, Moan takes leave of absence from the Lords and may leave the UK. So that was the, the full scandal revealed. Then it came out that the equipment was substandard. On the 23 hours ago on Sky, Baroness Moan, this is what Sky State, just so that you can see that we're not trying to say something about somebody that's not true. Baroness Moan last month admitted she lied when she denied having links to the firm PPA, PPE MedPro. So now we get a bit of an extra story a year later, last month being December, which is exactly a year after this came out. You know, I raised the question of are there people in government that should be held to task for letting this go when surely they knew? But what's come out last month she admitted she lied because she denied having any links to the firm. So maybe the government people are actually... But come on, they're not stupid. They know who she's married to. Honestly, this is all my personal opinion and cynicism. But let's just put a bit of a reality check. We all work in government together and we've known each other for however many years. And backdoor deals are pretty much normal. Networks, so even in business communities, friendship communities, it, in, in, it's, a, it's a tribal thing. I know you, you know me. I'm just literally going to phone my friend, Baron, whoever, or MP, whoever, or Prime Minister, whoever, and get it over the line. And to get it over the line, I'm probably going to give you a bit of a backhander. And then 
let's you know that's that that happens in corporate in small business in medium business it happens right across the board so i'm i'm not going to apologize it is alleged but i'm not going to apologize for my cynicism so then what happens is pr a public relations goes shit it's hit the fan yeah in order to protect her buddies she's she's probably going to have to say something like that i don't believe for a second that when that deal was proposed that it was done and she's gone oh but it's nothing to do with me like if it's her husband's company i'm pretty sure a little check on company's house would have released revealed because when you well, when you read what, what Sky have put, and this was 23 hours ago as we're recording it, so as this is going out, we're talking four days ago. She admitted she lied when she denied having any links to the firm, PPE MedPro, a consortium led by her husband, Doug Barrowman. I'm sorry, but even if that person lied, the government know who she's married to. It's a load of shit. That is the sentence. So what this takes us to, again, broader, firstly, actually, the fact that I'm irritated that these things happen and, you know, all the rest of it. But I'm also suspicious equally, even though it stinks what she did. um, I do think if you're a baroness and you have that privileged position, you are duty, ethically, integrity, everything, you are bound to have integrity in place and not um take you know take advantage of your take position. advantage yeah because that's what struck me and as i say we're getting this info from stuff in the news guys there are things that cheese me off but why is this lady being the one that's taking all the flack she, they are not the only people in the company and by the way Sky clarified that they themselves aren't going to get 20, 60 million, but they will benefit from the 60 million of profit made from the company. So the issue to me is why, and you know, this leads back on to again in last week's news, there's investigations going about private WhatsApps with the ex First Minister of Scotland, basically slating, you know, what a clown this Prime Minister in England is. All of that's going on. Why are people in the government not held to the same standards that the government regulation holds other industries to? That, to me, is wrong. It's wrong. Fundamentally, it's wrong. And until we make a fuss about it, it will continue. But I'm also suspicious, even though... Obviously, what she did wasn't ethically right. It may have been legal. It may have been legal, but is it morally right? It's not morally right. But then now, bear in mind, people would have known about this a long time ago. Only now is it being uh, put into the media. That makes me suspicious as well, because they knew about this before. And and so the, the broader question that we have here is how much trust do we have in either the media or the government over anything? Like literally over anything. Is there anything? And this is this is point two. I'm not saying for a minute that Baroness Moan and her family 
are whiter than white. They've done nothing wrong. It all came out a year ago. It's now back in the news. But the point is, why are the media focusing on her when it's not just her that's involved? Well, I, 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 I kind of get that. I've been thinking that. I think if I was a journalist, because she's at the forefront in terms of she's Baroness and it makes a great headline, if you think that the job of the media isn't actually to report news, the job of the media is to sell their stories, sell the paper, sell the, you know, subscriptions, whatever. I get why they're using her name. We don't know who he is. We don't know who the chairman is company we don't even know who the company is but we do know the name of the baroness that 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 put that that took advantage of her position yeah one way and so i kind of get that i get that we probably wouldn't be talking about this now had her name not been involved because it wouldn't have particularly hit no, exactly so i i get that yeah they their job is to sell papers and they're not necessarily doing anything wrong because Obviously, you know, somebody like The Guardian, Sky News, they're not going to release stuff that they haven't fact checked. They're not like you and I, where we don't always fact check. They're going to fact check this to not get into trouble. But I just, you know, and I get it. And I don't want, you know, I don't for one minute want free speech to stop because things like this wouldn't come out to the public. You know, these abuses of power, these wrongdoings, wouldn't come out but for crikey's sake guys why has nobody actually sat up and said why the feck did the government go to a company that did electronics to supply ppe except these things were brought up i watched it live in the house of lords at nearly midnight one night i don't even know when through lockdown uh, they did know now, okay, there weren't specifics like we're talking about now. Tracy, they knew. Yeah, but it. this is it. What what my question is, they knew. No. Why did they accept that as being okay to put people's but health at risk? Someone got a backhander. I'd put oh, my life God. I'd put my life on it. I'd absolutely put my life on it. But you know, and this is just us chatting, guys. This is just our opinion. We're not we're not saying somebody's done something that's not true. We're, you know, this is what the papers are claiming. We know that's not necessarily true, but presumably they've fact checked. But I tell you what gets me, if this was in a school playground and one person was being picked out against the rest for something that several people were involved in, that yeah. would be classed as bullying. Yeah, so so whilst I'm quite happy to say that she's not the only one, honestly, Tracy, I'm really actually really cross with her because oh, she yeah. was the in government and had a duty bound position to make decisions with taxpayers' money, and that doesn't mean that businessmen and corporates are right to make some decisions that stink <laughs> um but they're not duty bound to the country and the taxpayers money in the same way that a politician no. or a lord or lady or baroness is um, you know and it's as simple as that for me um i have no trust in any media outlet i have no trust in any of the government decisions i just don't i just don't have any trust in them None. We've got um, we've got a friend who uh, works for 
pharmaceutical and deals a lot with the NHS. And genuinely, uh, if you heard his stories, which obviously we can't divulge, um, they spend a flipping fortune based off who you know and yeah. what's going on. It's all a load of bollocks. I reckon, me and my husband were talking the other night over a situation with the NHS. I reckon you could literally put any housewife in this country in charge of the NHS and save it billions in a month. And yeah, and I think some of that, though, having family work in the NHS, some of that, though, is because they don't have the funds to have people work on this sort of stuff. So they take the they take what is the easier option in some cases, not all. I say the people who run our bloody country are supposed to be educated, clever people. Yeah, we have them in charge of our economy our medical care, our the culture of our country, everything. And if they're not clever enough to do a balance sheet on bullshit pharmaceutical deals that me and you can see immediately, then uh, that resource, like, say, I, I think the frontline men and women in the NHS are flipping phenomenal. And where the lack of resource is, it's not pointed in the areas that, that it should and be. And that was, I'm really glad you clarified that because when we look at it as the government should have somebody checking this, because let's face it, the NHS is a government funded part of our society. It, the, the blame lies on the government not getting people to sanity check it. It's not the guys on the front line. That's where I was coming from. The guys on the front line don't have the resources to be able to do this. Well, the choice is they, no. they have to do their job. So so absolutely none of this is pointed at the front line, men and women. None of them. None of this is. Uh, but, Tracy, this is why I, I, don't, I don't watch the news. I don't. And I get challenged on this by some people. It's like, you're in business. You should know about what's going on with the economy. I don't give a shit. And I'll tell you why. I'm in charge of my destiny. I'm in charge of my own economy. I'm in charge of my own my own uh, destiny. We know, even when we're not economists, and here's the thing, don't argue to me about economy because you've got all of these specialists. <laughs> One of them, even the academics and the specialists none of them all agree so somebody's right and somebody's wrong and who the hell is that so who are you supposed to listen to and and so we know we, we you know we're we've been around several decades so we know that there's a cycle where interest rates go up house prices down. go up interest rates go down lending and house prices go down like and it's a cycle and it and and so what you need to know is every few years you need to have the foresight to roll with that. Yeah. Every decade you need to expect an economy crash, which, by the way, is choreographed, let's be honest, because I'm not an economist. I give my accountant a rash every time I open my mouth. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. So, but... So so you've got an economy that we've got a history where we can, we know that there's a cycle, an up and a down and a, a middle, you know, and we know what causes those things. So 
who the hell is uh, catching that to prevent it? Absolutely no one. Do you know why? Because when those economy crashes happen, a lot of people in important, clever positions make an awful lot of money out of it. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Me and my friend, Dom, um, we, 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 we have wonderful debates about politics. And we started many years ago, probably 20 years ago. What we do when there's a bit of a, either a global or a, or a local or a national little flutter, we follow the money. And just if you follow the money, you'll find out what's going on. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I'll tell, is- you, I'll tell you how this, because I didn't hear about this when it first happened. I heard about it because obviously, yeah, I, I, I do some stuff with property. So the economy is important to what I do. And what the reason I ended up looking at it and delving deeper was one because it popped up that a company's bank accounts had been frozen. I thought, oh, that's intriguing. What's going on? And then the other was having family in frontline positions in the NHS. The story about the doctors now looking and planning to sue the NHS, which links back in some way to substandard PPE, which is where the PPE scandal comes back full circle. So that caught my eye because I'm like you. I don't, as a rule of thumb, watch the news. I look at what's happening with the economy because of what I do in the background. So this all caught my eye. But here's the main question, Dawn, that I'd love to leave our listeners with. What are your thoughts? Should governments, when it comes to work, contracts and money spent, that ultimately is money that has come from a taxpayer, should they hold themselves to a higher standard of regulation? I mean, I'd like you to go further than that. They legislation I would like I would like legislation to support that anybody within a government position who puts forward a proposal, it's mandatory for them to declare any invested interest and be held accountable for offering the proposal. And I'm actually really cross with that Baroness Moan for um, fundamentally being a very inspiring female in business that absolutely smashed it and then took massive advantage and abused her position. And um, what I'm also cross at is that she's being given the opportunity to maybe leave, she should have been out. We don't She's vote. Out. Yeah. There should be. And where that regulation that you're talking about is, there's a process there um, in terms of, you know, it's such a privilege to hold that position. It's, it's a privilege. And if you abuse that privilege, it, it's it, you're out. That's it. Out. You're done. So, um, and moving swiftly forward, I still have absolute, I mean, do you know what's making me absolutely laugh my head off? My husband, um, for entertainment more than anything else, he loves a bit of American politics. He knows far more about it than what I do. I don't bother. But as if there's even a slither of chance that Trump is going to come back. I mean, that's just a whole debate. But, it, like, 
I'm absolutely laughing my I will never live in America. I have no interest in living in America. I can't I can't get my head around it at all. And I'm sitting here laughing my head off. I should, it, it's not actually funny. It's not funny. I mean, this is a guy that, if you know, and as he was before, this is a guy that has a button he can press and that could lead to nuclear war. I mean, really? I once asked an American friend, how the heck did he get in? And his answer was, well, he was the better of two evils because he went up against Clinton, as in Mrs. Clinton. But yeah, dread the thought that he comes in again. The doomsday clock... So I don't really have heard of this. There's a party of people, uh, the scientists and everything. So since about, I don't know, before World War Two, definitely, but 1900s, they've had what's known as a doomsday clock. So the number of minutes to midnight signifies the risk of complete destruction of the world, so to speak. I mean, they apparently they moved. I think they're due to look at it again, but they moved it forward to like something seconds before midnight. And it's like, you know, because of all the, the wars going on and the fact that, you know, there's lots of stuff going on that says, are we now closer to nuclear war than we've ever been? Um, great way to end, <laughs> to end the podcast. Um, let's stick with um, <laughs> before we all... <laughs> answer that question which is uh something that i'm gonna choose not to consider <laughs> scary um, though isn't it when when there's talk yeah, of something it. it is it's scary how do i control my environment through do doing we, yeah i'll get a crazy. little vision board trace and i'll update that to include i want to build a bunker in my back garden <laughs> um but in the meantime quite genuinely on the home front it is in my opinion, and I'd, again, I'd be interested in other people's opinion, is it time for the government to be held more accountable and to be regulated? Yeah. Um, I can't see it happening in our lifetime. But anyway. There um, you go. And on that note. <laughs> bye from me. And it's goodbye from me. If you've enjoyed our conversation today, please subscribe and download the podcast. To share your thoughts on this episode or to suggest future topics, connect with us on Instagram at Real Women Podcast. And thank you for listening. Listener.